0: This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Just when you think you have a plan for the entire day, everything goes haywire, and you end up scrapping your entire plan and just kind of winging it, which is what we're going to do here on the program today for a pre-Friday celebration welcome into the voice of reason i am andy hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in wichita kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country on radio tv live streaming and podcasting wherever you may be watching or listening we appreciate you so much going into the end of the month it's always great to have you here your millennial general reporting for duty so we have right now we were going to have a couple of guests on the program. Kind of reworked the schedule a little bit today as we have at the bottom of the hour. I am super excited about it and it's away for me. This is my Friday because I'm off tomorrow. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. But on Fridays we like to talk about a little bit odd things, a little bit different things coming up on the program at the end of the hour. I heard this guest on another talk show about a week or so ago on Brian Kilmeade show from Fox News Radio and I listened to it and you know my fascination with it that I love it and think it's really interesting so I ended up reaching out I found the author, I found the book I found his publisher's company and I called them up and begged them to come on the program and he is going to be here Arthur, Arthur if I can speak today Arthur Herman is author of the book The Viking Heart, How Scandinavians Conquered the World Yes, we're talking Vikings today and we're going to have some fun with that one We'll talk about what they did in history, how they've impacted the U.S., is it related to current events today, and different traditions, different religious teachings, different things, and uh, you know how they affected not only being the first Europeans to come to the Americas way before Columbus did actually back in the day. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how they influenced our civil war, American democracy, what they're doing now with their socialist programs over in Scandinavia. It's going to be a fascinating topic. Super excited to chat with him Coming up in just a little bit. So we'll do that. Also, we were going to talk with Mark Mix with the Right to Work Committee, obviously, after hearing about the federal budget and how if this three and a half trillion dollar budget ends up passing, that right to work laws would be null and void across the nation. And so we rescheduled him. He's not able to do it right now. We'll get him on this program soon, probably next week, hopefully, because I really, really, really want to talk to him. But. With the news going on in in Afghanistan and what's going on in the Middle East, I think we need to spend some time on this. As the latest headlines right now, we do have a live stream, so as soon as he comes up, we will try and air some of the Joe Biden speech live in just a few minutes as he's about ready to address the nation regarding the Afghanistan tax. If you have not been paying attention to this in any way, shape, or form, as of right now, the latest headline that I've seen, according to the sun.com is... The numbers are getting worse, really bad. As in, so far, I saw earlier today like three U.S. soldiers were potentially injured, and then I saw four were dead. Now, according to the sun.com, as of just about a half hour ago, two explosions at the airport in Afghanistan uh, before the evacuation deadline include now 12 U.S. soldiers dead, and 60 Afghani civilians have been killed due to ISIS suicide bombing attacks at the Kabul airport. 12 U.S. troops and 60 Afghan uh, civilians that are trying to actually flee and get the hell out of there. This is absolutely pathetic. This cannot go. Unquestioned. This cannot go without some type of repercussion. And the absolute decision of that repercussion and the penalty and the punishment needs to come to none other than Joe Biden himself. If you know anything about the scenario and what happened and what led up to this pullout and the way that he's doing that, we've had the G7 summit begging him to actually extend his pullout uh, timeline because they're just not ready yet. We've had the United Kingdom begging him. Do not do this right now because we actually need to do this appropriately. His own staff members and his own military intel were telling him not to do so quite yet, but he has awoken from his slumber temporarily after eight months of being a puppet of getting jacked up on steroids, trying to remember what his name is every day, trying to fumble through a, a script to give a speech somewhere. To answer one or two questions from someone that's already been pre-screened and already had the questions, already already knows the cue card and what to read to respond to them. They've already they've been doing that for nine months. He is or eight months now. He's awoken from his slumber. He wanted to make his own legitimate personal decision on an issue, and he's fluffed big time. And now this has caused the death of twelve American soldiers in the last day. This cannot go without some type of punishment or repercussion. And it needs to fall solely on the hands of Joe Biden. Is this a time for impeachment? Maybe. My problem is, is what the heck are we going to get afterwards if we end up impeaching Joe Biden? Are we going to get a Kamala Harris? That's pathetic. I don't want her. If I have to listen to that cackle at all, I'm going to lose my mind. Let's say we get rid of her as part of the whole team. We just get rid of the whole ticket. What's next? Nancy Pelosi. If I have to look at her as president of the United States, we're in a lot of trouble. So I don't know what to do. Do we allow him to continue to be the puppet that he is, to be sleeping, to fumble through, to not get any answers from them? Because Jen Psaki obviously isn't going to give us anything. She didn't give us anything during press briefings. But yet she's the go-to because Joe Biden can't answer him. He's got the teleprompter to tell him, walk off stage now. We have cue cards where he tries to fumble through to respond to something, and we have no clue what the heck he's talking about there. He doesn't speak a whole lot now. And since he's botched this, if you've realized, he hasn't said a word. This is a delayed response. They're forcing him. They're And still, he was supposed to speak about 12 minutes ago now. He has still yet to speak. They're still waiting. Obviously, president's always running late, whatever. But they can't get him out of bed because he's been hibernating. He was a delayed response when he decided to pull out it first and all the attacks started happening and Taliban swarmed the country and he came back from vacation. Well, it happened a little bit faster than we uh uh, uh anticipated because we knew it was going to happen, just didn't know it was going to happen that fast. And then he went back to vacation. We haven't heard a word from him since other than a couple social media posts here and there. Now he's supposed to make an address after numerous bombings in the final hours of pulling out here. In the final hours, when you have bombs going off all over the place, the Taliban have taken over. ISIS have claimed um, to be the ones that actually caused these bombings at the Kabul airport, blowing up the runway so we can't even get planes off and going. Thousands of people trying to get the heck out. Twelve U.S. soldiers are now dead. Sixty Afghani residents are now dead. We have a humanitarian crisis on our hands. And shame on, by the way, the mainstream media for even listening to the Taliban when they said earlier this week that no one that fought against them was going to be harmed. No one, They weren't going to go after women. They weren't going to go after the civilians. If you fought against us and you were the the translators for the Americans, if you worked with the Americans, we're not going to do that. We're here to bring peace. We're here to just do this under Sharia law again. We're here to work in whatever kind of rule that we want to. That was the message from the Taliban and the spiteful, dirty, filthy, untrustworthy media ran that on all of the headlines. No matter what radio station you listen to across the nation with a Fox News headline, a CBS News report, a NBC News report, whatever news that your local radio station carries, all those media outlets that ran those nude headlines, the Taliban says they won't go after women. The Taliban says they won't go after those that fought against the Americans. They said that with such gratitude that, look, what Biden's doing is not going to be that bad. It's going to be okay. And I criticized it then, saying that uh, they had more trust in the Taliban then than what they did for Donald Trump the last four years because they never ran a positive news story about Donald Trump in any way, shape, or form the entire four years that he was in office. And yet they love to air things up. The Taliban? Are you kidding me? And now we have 12 American soldiers dead. We have people climbing onto planes trying to ride the plane 12,000 feet into the air to try and survive because they would rather take that chance than actually survive in Afghanistan with ISIS and the Taliban taking over this nation. It's sad. It's pathetic. And it's hard to watch. It's heartbreaking. Now we have humanitarian efforts because the government obviously isn't going to do it. They're not even talking about trying to go back in to save any of these individuals. Now the private sector, shocker, are the ones that have to go in and actually fix the issue. The private sector are the ones that have to go in and try and do humanitarian efforts. We had a couple lawyers uh, that I've seen nationally already working to try and bring some of the Afghani families to the U.S. as refugees, the ones that maybe we were translators to Our soldiers into our operations, ones that helped them, that actually gave them intel that did things, those guys are targeted. Half of them are dead already after the Taliban and ISIS said they wouldn't do that. And we trusted them. And as so many have talked about before, too, now we have an illegal immigration crisis at the border where we don't know what's going on already in the first eight months of the Biden administration. We have arrested people from over one hundred and thirty different nations trying to come across our border, probably more than that on those that haven't been arrested or caught coming across our border illegally. Don't tell me it's just an ill, you know, a racist thing with Mexicans or Central Americans trying to come across the border. We have a terrorist concern a threat we are at high level right now and not to cause panic or cause issue or try and raise your blood pressure going into a thursday afternoon but we have a serious issue we need to address we are weeks away from the 20th anniversary of the september 11th attacks and if you're too young to remember that then i feel for you and if you're old enough to remember that then you know And the B squad out of Washington, D.C., AOC and Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and all those other yahoos that are in there, you know, they're the ones that, well, somebody from someplace did something and try to belittle it and denounce it. But yet we're coming up on the 20th anniversary, which is a major issue with a terrorist organization that has now defeated the greatest military on the face of the earth by writing us out, making us drain a trillion dollars into that war for the last 20 years and then walk away with our tails between our legs, and within hours they took over the nation that we were trying to stop from happening. What does Joe Biden have to say about this? I don't know. He's late getting to the podium. we got to take a break here in just a minute, but we'll try and air some of this when we come back if he's on. I want to see what he has to say. How can he twist this to blame Donald Trump? How can he go up and show his face and not take the blame for this in some way, shape, or form? Because you know what he's going to do. Democrats never admit blame in any way, shape, or form. Politicians in general don't. But especially progressive Democrats, where it's always the conservatives' fault. Barack Obama was genius at blaming Republicans for not getting legislation passed, blaming Republicans for actually stalling legislation, blaming Republicans for people dying in the street. If you only grew a social program by 2% instead of 6%, it was always the Republicans' fault. And since Joe Biden's essentially taking orders from Obama... And from the elites behind the scenes that are telling him what to do as the puppet, how is he going to twist this? What is he going to say? Or is he going to legitimately come out and say, you know what, I messed up. My military uh, advisors told me not to do this. The G7, the elite governments of the world that try to talk about how best ways to control you, they advised me not to do this. The general public doesn't like it because obviously I'm sitting now at a 30% approval rating, and that's on the high level from the twisting of the media to make it sound like he's not that bad. How do you come back from something like this? It's sickening. It's absolutely sickening. I, I can't believe what we're seeing right now. My heart goes out to those individuals in Afghanistan and the Middle East that are dealing with this. My heart goes out to every military soldier, every veteran, every active duty soldier that's been over there or that has not been over there. The ones that shed their blood, sweat and tears that try and make that the best that they possibly could in a bad situation where it's you know debatable whether we should have been there or not. In the first place, we were there. We put our effort into it. We put our resources into it. We put our, our men and women uh, on the front lines, their lives on the line for this purpose, and then we walked away from it. I'm flabbergasted on why we would actually listen to a word of what Joe Biden has to say and for him to try to find a way to twist this. This is The Voice Reason for a pre-Friday celebration. we got a lot to get to. We'll try and cover some of Joe Biden when he comes back. If not, we have other stuff we need to get to as well. But God bless all those. We're praying for everybody in the Middle East and for all the soldiers that have had to deal with this public.
1: You're listening to the voice of reason
0: with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today. Radio TV live streaming podcasting, not the way that we had to go today. Uh, I've been emailing back and forth with our guest at the bottom of the hour, Arthur Herman, the author of the Viking heart, how Scandinavians conquered the world. We are going to reschedule another day with the potential Joe Biden speech coming up here in any moment and with kind of the breaking news. I mean, unfortunately, the way this is going, this is one of those days where, like, you remember back, for those of you that are old enough to remember this, it's weird that I even have to say that, but those that remember this, remember the first day we invaded Iraq after 9-11. Remember the day of September 11th where it was nonstop media coverage and then the first day or two of the massive bombings when we took over Iraq and we took over Saddam Hussein's capital, and it was nonstop coverage and it's big news and other. I mean, that's kind of like what's going on right now and what's going on today. The problem is that um, it's on the other end, and we're the ones not doing well, and we're ended up putting our tail between our legs and uh, we're walking away. We're losing this one so far. Twelve U.S. soldiers dead, sixty injured. Joe Biden just taking the stage. Let's cover this.
1: This evening in Kabul, as you all know terrorist attack that we've been talking about and worried about, that the intelligence community has assessed, uh, has undertaken an attack by a group known as ISIS-K, took the lives of American service members standing guard at the airport and wounded several others seriously also wounded a number of civilians and civilians were killed as well i've been engaged all day in constant contact with the military commanders here in washington the pentagon
0: in between naps by the way as
1: well as in afghanistan and uh doha and uh my commanders here in washington in the field have been on this with great detail, and you've had a chance to speak to some so far. The situation on the ground is still evolving, and I'm constantly being updated. These American service members who gave their lives — it's an overused word, but it's totally appropriate here — were heroes. Heroes who have been engaged in a dangerous, selfless mission to save the lives of others. They're a part of an airlift, an evacuation effort, unlike any scene in history. Because of your incompetence. With more than 100,000 American citizens, American partners, Afghans who helped us. And but you left, the and dry. In the last 11 days. Just in the last 12 hours or so, another 7,000 have gotten out. They're part of the bravest, most capable, the most selfless military on the face of the Earth. And they're part of simply what I call the backbone of America. They're the spine of America, the best the country has to offer. Jill and I, our hearts ache, like I'm sure all of you do as well, for all those Afghan families who lost loved ones, including small children. Or been wounded with this vicious
0: attack. All right, I can't, I, I can't do it. We'll play some more of that if he's still speaking when we come back from the break here in just a minute. What a pathetic loser! Seriously, what? How pathetic! You can't say you're the backbone when you literally have, because of your incompetency, done put them in this position. You pulled out under advisory not to do so from every leader across the world and your own military leaders and your own staff and yet you choose to do that and now they're the backbone and you feel bad for them you put them in that position you made this happen you did this and you need to take responsibility for it shame on you, what a pathetic loser this guy's the president of the United States give me a break man bottom of the hour news, we got lots more coming up here on the show stay here
1: you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. All
0: right, we're going to go live back to Joe Biden here for just a couple minutes as he sounds like he's about ready to wrap up already. Let's see what he has to say.
1: Afghanistan is in the national interest of the United States. After today's attack, do you believe you will authorize additional forces to respond to that attack inside Afghanistan? And are you are you prepared to add additional forces to protect those Americans who remain on the ground carrying out the evacuation operation i've instructed the military whatever they need if they need additional force i will grant it but the military from the chairman of the joint chiefs the joint chiefs the commanders in the field have all contacted me one way or another usually by letter saying They subscribe to the mission as designed to get as many people out as we can within the time frame that is allotted. That is the best way, they believe, to get as many Americans out as possible and others. And with regard to finding, tracking down the ISIS leaders who ordered this, we have some reason to believe we — know who they are, not certain, and we will find ways of our choosing without large
0: military operations to get them. Then why haven't we done it before? They Does that make any are. sense to anybody? Why haven't we done it yet? Um, we knew they were going to do this, but yet we just Reuters. let them walk around. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, There's been some criticism uh, even from people in your party about the dependence on the Taliban to secure the perimeter of the airport. Do you you feel like there was uh, a mistake uh, made in that regard?
1: No, I I don't. Look, um, I think General McKenzie handled this question very well. The fact is that we're in a situation We inherited the situation, particularly since, as we all know, that the Afghan military collapsed 11 days before — in 11 days. That it is in the interest of, as Mackenzie said, in the interest of the Taliban, that, in fact, ISIS-K does not metastasize beyond what it is Number one. And number two, it's in their interest that we are able to leave on time, on target.
0: Do you think he's answering the question here? I'm about ready to fall asleep while I listen to this guy. This is supposed to be like breaking news of a major military operation gone bad, and we're sitting here falling asleep because he has to think about every single word that he says. Let me get this straight. We offer the Taliban to secure our air base and our, our airport so that way we can evacuate. We're negotiating with the terrorists. Well, he just said during the break, and we weren't able to hear it, obviously, during the commercial break, unless you're listening live elsewhere as well. He said that we're going to do military strikes on the terrorists at our choice and our timing and the way that we actually want to do so, and that we're going to retaliate with our full force, which is pathetic because we're literally pulling out of there, so that doesn't make any sense. But now come to find out, and I was not aware of this fact, maybe someone else knew about it, I didn't read that, must have missed that one, that we actually worked with the Taliban, the terrorists that are taking over, killing the people that worked with us, harming women and attacking us that we've been fighting the last 20 years. They're the ones that we're working with to try and secure our airport to make sure ISIS, who's working with the Taliban in their new government structure... To make sure ISIS doesn't blow up our airport. The Taliban was the one securing that. And according to Joe Biden. Our military operatives were the ones that sanctioned that move. Because that was the part of the plan. And the plan is still working smoothly according to him. I might be missing something. But does this make any sense to anybody? 5,000 Americans.
1: So. uh, It's not a matter of trust. It's a matter of mutual self-interest. And. uh, But. There is no evidence thus far that I've been given as a consequence by any of our commanders in the field that there has been collusion between the Taliban and ISIS in carrying out what happened today, both in front of the hotel and what is expected S- to scapegoat
0: continue. Scapegoat, Ben? Oh, uh, they uh, haven't been uh, working together on the terrorists. You know, they work together in the government just now on the terrorist attacks, um, right?
1: Amir, Associated Press.
0: Oh, see, he's got his list there. Not calling on everybody, just calling on the select few that they've given him on his list. Have spoken, um, again, powerfully about uh, your own son and the weight of these decisions. With that in mind, and also what you've said, um, that the longer we stay, the more likelihood that there would be a major attack. How do you weigh staying even one more day considering what's happened?
1: Because I think what America says matters. What we say we're going to do in the context in which we say we're going to do it, that we do it, unless something exceptional changes. There are additional American citizens. There are additional green card holders. There are additional personnel of our allies there are additional SIV cardholders. There are additional Afghans that have helped us. And there are additional groups of individuals.
0: This is an interesting contacted. one. I don't know if you caught it. I'm going to turn that down for a while because I can't deal with it much longer. That's an interesting question. From the Associated Press, unsurprising, but very interesting as if we want to get into the psychology of this, the media desperate to make him look as good as he can and how he's supposed to be loving and comforting. And uh, during the break, he did a moment of silence for the troops and, and for the people that have died. And he's praying for them and he's going to try and, you know, revenge them by, you know, our full force. But yet so we have an Associated Press member that's crying into the microphone saying, you promised that you would get out there, you know, that you would get out. And the longer that we're there, the more devastation's going to be. That's not true. We've been there for 20 years, and yet we didn't have this kind of devastation like we had right now. So that's a bold lie, and he knows it. But did you hear the manipulation in that question? You told us, Joe Biden, that the longer we're there, the more devastating this is going to be. With In light of what's happened now with 12 military soldiers dying, military American soldiers dead, with over 60 Afghani residents dead, and citizens over there gone dead from these bombings from ISIS that apparently didn't have anything to do with the Taliban who's guarding our military and our our airports for us right now, who's working with the Taliban and ISIS in the government structure because they're both terrorist organizations that hate America and hate everybody associated with America. You said it was going to be devastating the longer we're there. How can you be there even one more day in light of what's actually happened? While he's trying to cry. This is the stupidity of the media and the way that they're desperate to make him look compassionate. And the media, you know that they're going to run with this and be like, oh, you know what? Joe Biden pledges to stay there as long as it takes to get the right people out of there and do what it takes to actually save these Americans when he messed up the operation himself. if I don't have to have any military experience. I call myself the millennial general. I have zero military experience, but I have common sense. And anybody with common sense. Picture this for a second, if you will. You're in hostile territory. You are in a nation that does not like you with a lot of terrorists. And there's people there trying to help you because they realize that their life is in danger if this other group actually comes in and takes over again. But you're losing. You've been there for 20 years. You spent a trillion dollars. You need to get out. You need this to end. All right. You know what? Fine. I think most people can agree that's actually a reasonable, solid Idea. Let's get out. Let's just cut our losses. Let's move out, and let's make sure that we don't lose any more of ours. We don't spend any more resources because we're not completing anything here. And we can look all the way back at the beginning of these uh, war on terror, where we branched out from the war on Iraq to the war on terror, and we branched out to Iran and Afghanistan and all these other places. You know what? We need to start withdrawing. Okay, fine. Donald Trump had this plan in motion for a while. Joe Biden ends up uprooting it. When you pull out, and you end up ending an operation, do you pull out? The military with the guns and the artillery and the defenses first – to allow everybody else that's helpless, that's there just trying to help you, be vulnerable? Or do you keep the military presence there, maybe even beef up the military a little bit there? You don't tell your enemies what the hell you're doing. You pull out all the people that could potentially be victims, anybody anybody that's helped us, any contractors, any U.S. citizens, anybody else that's there with the military presence, and then you start decreasing the military so when the last military plane flies away, there are no more American troops there, there are no, Mar- uh, no more American soldiers there, no more American American citizens there, no more allies to us there. We're all gone, and then they can have the rubble that's left. Isn't that the reasonable thing? So now we have the media trying to cover for him, saying, why don't you pull out faster? Just pull the military out and leave whoever's there into hell with them. As a loaded question. Is a manipulated, loaded question for Joe Biden so he can say, like, I'm here for the American people. There's citizens there. There's allies there. And we're going to help them. And by golly, we're going to do the best we can to get them out of that place because I'm compassionate and loving. And I truly do care about you. So, therefore, I'm going to stay there another day or two until this is actually done. The twisting, the manipulation, the lies. I've never seen such a thing in my life before. Astounding. Wow.
1: People in communities like that want to come to America given a choice. So getting every single person out is, can't be guaranteed by anybody because there's a determination all who wants to get out as well. At any rate, it's a process. I was really pointing to you, but you, sir. Um, oh, thank you, Mr. Boy. President. There are reports that... U.S. officials provided the Taliban with names of Americans and Afghan officials uh, to evacuate. Were you aware of that? Did that happen? And then, sir, did you personally reject a recommendation to hold or to recapture Bagram Air Force Base? Here's what I've done. Let's answer the last question first. On the tactical questions of how to conduct an evacuation or a war, I gather
0: up. Okay, so in other words, yes, he did. He's just trying to find a way to justify that. we got to take a break, wrap up the show today. Again, pathetic. We haven't gotten any answers, haven't gotten anything other than his condolences and that he's going to strike back in some way in the same place that we're wanting to flee and pull out and not strike back because we've given up on this one, and we've done it in a horrible manner. But yet the excuses keep deep coming, and he hasn't said a single word yet. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at whosyourreason.com. Again, reason.com. Go check it out. Why? Contact information at reason.com
1: You're listening to the Voice of Reason
0: with Andy Hoosier. Our last segment of the program here on a pre-Friday celebration. Thanks for hanging out with us today, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening, we thank you very much. You can find us on our social media handles at Hoosier Reason. that's H-O-O-S-E-R, reason, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, twitch.tv, also Instagram, TikTok, and ourfreedombook.com, and of course the website at HoosierReason.com. Dot com. Joe Biden making more excuses as he's kind of wrapping up his speech and said he had another meeting to go to. No doubt, we, we have attacks on military troops, 12 U.S. soldiers dead so far, 60 are gone, uh, 60 residents, uh, citizens of Afghan uh, citizens are dead, and he's doing a news briefing, and he says he has to go because he's out of time because he has another meeting.
1: In going was to prevent al-Qaeda from reemerging, first to get bin Laden, Wipe out al-Qaeda in Afghanistan, prevent that from happening again. As I've said a hundred times, terrorism is metastasized around the world. We have greater threats coming out of other countries, a heck of a lot closer to the United States. We don't have military encampments there. We don't keep people there. We have over the horizon capability to keep them from going after us. Ladies and gentlemen, It was time to end a 20 year war. Thank you so much.
0: All right. So that was him. He, again, just defending his position for pulling out the way he did. And according to, now he got a little uh, testy because the last question from the last uh, journalist during the break that we had was asking him about pulling out properly and should we stay there longer? Should we have actually gotten more troops in to actually make this go a little bit smoother, sort of thing? And he said, well, either we can go back in there and do the job that we've already said that we were going to do, and we did. Or we can actually just pull out and be done with this, which is what his argument was. So he still defends his position because he says this was the best possible outcome, which makes no sense in any way, shape or form. Because, again, do you pull out the force, the wall of protection before you actually pull the people out from inside the wall? Like that doesn't make any sense to me in any any way, shape or form. But he's defending that by trying to pawn it off again. And I told you what was going to happen. He had pawned it off, blaming Trump, saying that Trump made a deal with Taliban uh, leaders To have everybody pulled out by May of this year. So it sounds like an operation was already in motion to do said thing. And now we're starting to get bombed because we broke that. We weren't out by May because Trump and evil terror, you know, evil former administration made this deal unknowingly to the Biden administration. So now they're trying to play cleanup. And this is the best possible outcome because it's, again, all Trump's fault. We knew it was going to happen that way. We knew it was going to happen. But now uh, he says... That our job was done, which you can go back to the ideology of what was going to happen before, because what was the point of going over there? We did. We wanted to uh, have revenge after 9-11. We wanted to get rid of Saddam Hussein. We wanted to get rid of bin Laden. We wanted to get rid of Al Qaeda. Guess yeah, so what? Trump's the one that got rid of Al Qaeda. And you know how we did that? We used our forces. We used bombs. We used planes. We used soldiers. We blew up tunnels that were two miles deep underground. We used special technology. We blew them to the point to where they're obviously probably still in existence in some way, shape, or form, but we made them irrelevant. Why do we have now Taliban soldiers walking around like special forces from the Americans? I don't know if you're seeing pictures. You can go to some of these on Drudge Report. You can see some of this. This one's from uh, France24.com. These Taliban special forces are showing pictures of them them that look just like American soldiers. They have the helmets, they have the gear, they have the ammo, they have the tanks, they have every bit of equipment that we had then. How did they get that? If we were at war for them for 20 years, were we not allowed to shoot a bullet? If we were at war for them for 20 years, why are they not obliterated, hiding in caves naked because they have nothing else left? That's the way it should have been, and that's the way military needs to make things happen. But, of course, the bureaucratic red tape. Just like in Korea, just like Vietnam. No, I was not alive at those times, so don't criticize me on how I you know, do accuracy on these. But just like those operations where we tucked our tail and pulled out and we lost because we had too much bureaucracy and red tape and politics get in that we couldn't actually get the mission accomplished. Trump did it in Iraq and we destroyed Al Qaeda to the best of our ability. We can't destroy an ideology because someone's always going to have that ideology. You've seen every movie to where the kid that you know lost his parents because the uncle wanted to take over and then they grow up and they take back over again because they still have that ideology. You're never going to get rid of it, but you can minimize it to the point of irrelevance to us, at least for a while. Why was that not with ISIS? Why was that not with the Taliban? And now they're walking around like special forces operatives that have every bit of military equipment that we did because we gave it to them and we botched the entire thing and yes Obama who let 200 plus individuals out of Gitmo that are now part of that being terrorists again that's your fault Trump actually did something over there if we were going to be there agree or not that we were going to be there Biden you botched the entire thing I'm back at it on Monday I'm off tomorrow for a special thing day number three of our fasting I'll have information on that recapping it on Monday when we come back until then This is your show. It's time to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio on Monday for a brand new week. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you.